Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the second episode of the Slightly Underrated Show, where we talk about a vast majority of topics, including some slightly underrated topics with the guests. Today, we have Inanna, a musician, belly dancer, environmentalist, and an animal advocate. She creates music which has a mixture of pop, Middle East, and Middle Eastern vibe to it through her music. Her main mission is to deliver a message of peace, sustainable and development and respect for our planet and all of its creatures. You can follow her on Instagram at Inanna Music and on YouTube Inanna Music as well. All her social media handles and also the YouTube and Instagram pages will be down in the description as well. And now let's get back into the show. Hey Inanna, how are you doing? Thank you for becoming a part of this podcast. Uh, before we start, I guess it would be better to have an intro of yourself, what you do. Of course, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very honored. I think this is actually my first podcast, so thank you so much. <laughs> it's all right, no problem. Um, my name is Inanna. I'm a singer, songwriter, producer, and I live here in Los Angeles, but I'm Italian. Um, I come from a very small town close to Venice in Italy, and I moved here to California about three and a half years ago. And since then, I started a completely new music project. I had been a singer before, and I had been part of other different projects and bands um, but when I came here I decided to put together the things that really mattered to me the most in my life which were music anything Middle Eastern belly dance and my love for nature animals and the environment so I put it all on a shake in a shaker together and, and this project came out um, with this name, Inanna, which is not my birth name, that is Annalisa. Um, but I decided to take this name of this ancient Sumerian goddess because I wanted to give like a timeless feeling to, to the project in general because all the topics that I try to talk about are so enormous that I felt only a name of, of such caliber could sustain it. <laughs> yeah. Yes, and here I am working, working on this project night and day. <laughs> yeah, speaking of themes which you mentioned regarding nature, Middle East, Middle Eastern vibes and all. So how do you, what is the thought process behind making of a song? Like how do you approach it? Because you have a very specific the theme. Sure. So it, it's actually very easy this time because as I told you, I was a singer before and everything was very, you know, introspective. So the thought processes before making songs uh, about making songs before were mostly, you know, uh, conflicted moments or, or sad moments, moments where I needed to elaborate something. But since I started this new project, it's actually... I feel inspiration has kind of been flowing on, on its own 
because I feel I have so much to say on on this <laughs> and I feel like the the topics are so urgent in general that I I feel at least for now that I never run out of, of things to say because uh, the earth is so abundant and so mysterious and so infinite and there are so many things to talk about about our relationship with it and our relationship with animals that it's it's very very easy for me to to tackle into these things and immediately be inspired by something so I usually don't sit down to write but it's mostly something spontaneous sometimes I start from a little tune maybe I find a little reef or something and I start the song from there or I find a title and I build a song from the title uh, or like other songs before maybe I decide this one is going to be about deforestation or this one is going to be about animals in factory farms or this one so it's there's so much to talk about I feel like there's gonna be inspiration forever but <laughs> at least at least until we we change our ways uh in the way we deal with with the earth uh i think i'll have a lot to say <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of writing like while writing any song where do you look for ideas because writing is the most important part of any song it conveys what you're trying to say so where do you look regarding any ideas or inspiration um i actually think that it's kind of easy for me in my daily life because all the groups i follow and all my community uh is very very full of these kind of uh ideas and topics because i'm very very much in touch with all the environmentalist community and the vegan community uh, my husband is an environmentalist journalist, so we're dealing with this on a daily basis. So I feel it's it's very easy for me to to grab one idea from here or from there. And usually before starting a song, I always brainstorm a bit, either by myself or sometimes with my husband, and we just find some concepts around one topic, for example, the forest or the ocean or animals. Or, and, um, and from there, I develop the song and then I write on my own. But it's, it's pretty easy because I follow this constantly on, on social media. I read books about it and on animals, nature constantly. So I'm never out of inspiration from that point of view yeah very true so how do you allocate uh, budget and how do you look at the timeline because it takes a lot of time to write if you are into it yeah yeah absolutely it's uh it's very tough being an independent artist yeah. like myself um we never have a huge budget for things and it's always on a home budget so it's it's been difficult of course some videos as you probably have noticed are yeah. expensive and and a little bit more elaborate others are much simpler with a much lower budget but i feel in my case it's very important for me to be in touch with people and to put out things whatever is that i can do in the moment so if mm, a couple of times a year i can make a bigger video 
great. And then I still want to release some things, even if they are uh, made in a simpler way. Uh, but usually, yeah, it's, it's on a home budget. Um, and I have to say, I always get very lucky because I always find a lot of people supporting me and really willing to help. The way I managed to do very, very expensive looking videos like Change or, or Nefertiti 21st, it's because I had fantastic people saying, yes, I want to help you. I believe in this. I believe in you. And that was amazing because, of course, when, when you don't have a label, when you don't have investors yet, it's it's pretty tough. So you have to do what you can. And um, and life in California is pretty expensive yeah. on top of it. So... <laughs> Um, but it's it's amazing. I'm very grateful for all the people that have helped me so far. So that's that's been really a blessing. <laughs> yeah, uh, one of the important issues while writing, I would say, uh, yeah, an issue as well uh, is the writer's block. Did you ever suffer from that? But just because I think I'm a very, I'm not very good at discipline in the sense that I, I never, as I said before, I never sit to write. Like now I have to do it as a job. Um, I think I would suffer from it more if this project right now was my only job, if I could do only this right now in my life and I was obliged uh, to produce all the time, then I think I would probably suffer it. But so far, I've always been driven by my own timing and my own inspiration. So I just write when when I have the impulse. Um, I do wish that, you know, Inanna could be my only, of course, project or, or at least my main. Uh, but so far, yeah, it's still at its beginning um so right now it's great because i really go with with my own timing and with my own uh inspiration so so far <laughs> no blocks <laughs> also uh, in your music videos i see it's all about your nature the themes which you mentioned previously so how do you design the costume to convey that message because it is kind of hard and you have very specific, because you have specific theme, you have to design costumes around the same thing multiple times. So how do you design your costumes for that, for each okay. music video? Yeah, yeah, that's a very interesting question. Yeah, because I, I always try to keep the Inanna image behind, even if the video is completely different, like Nefertiti, more ancient looking and belly dancey. Uh, Invisible City was more futuristic, uh, the machine with the red dress or change with the, another super futuristic video. But the, the line, like the common line, I think is this idea of timelessness and having ancient elements in even if we are with dealing with super futuristic clothes. I wanted the, the goddess elements to always be there uh, as much as I can. 
And for the design, um, I usually work with, with someone. So for example, in the more expensive videos, <laughs> um, I did work with, with a costume designer that helped. Uh, but I was always supervising too, and we were always working on it together. Especially, I have to say that so far, probably the most elaborate dress was the one for change, <laughs> which was incredibly made by a friend of mine who's not only actress and dancer, but she's also a costume designer. And and we, she sent me some some sketches, and then we decided together. But we wanted this futuristic like alien queen element together with some kind of Middle Eastern touch but also this um, regal kind of um, uh, feel so yeah I've worked with other people but in other videos especially if they have a lower budget I'm usually taking care of everything on my own so I either search for them or they, I find them from some other friends or I, sometimes I buy them or return them or rent them or <laughs> whatever I can do. But um, I always try to, to do as much as I can on my own. So I feel I, I have a lot of control on the creative side and, and on the image of the goddess Inanna that I always want to um have there like sneaking in <laughs> yeah that is true yeah all your videos are very uh, i would say consistent even though they convey different message but i think the main theme is present even in your songs as well i i when i listened to that i felt that it is the mm -hmm. themes are different but it is it has some uh, same base yeah as in the baseline is the same the morals or the mm -hmm. those features are the same in all of your videos or music great thanks for saying that yeah because of course as an artist sometimes sometimes you think oh maybe i'm doing too many things too different but then you realize that of course what transpires is always yourself so that's yeah. the doctor <laughs> uh yeah adding more to the previous question uh mm -hmm. you you talked about your music being uh themed about nature and about the conservation of earth and all those stuff so how do you think your music is being taken in the by the society and how much effort do you think we need to put in like to conserve our nature yeah that's a very very important question so i really believe in the power of music and all the arts in general to to really say things even before they are absorbed by by society in general so i've always believed in the importance of musicians and poets and writers to to say the, the most powerful things before society takes them in um and that's exactly why i started this project i felt that me being changing my ways for example uh changing my ways of, of eating or consuming uh were good definitely but not enough i felt i also needed to speak up uh with the things i do best 
And so I thought I really need to use this tool that is music or my voice literally um, for nature and animals because it's really, really urgent. And I don't want to be one of those that just turned the back and did nothing. I, I want to be part of the generation that will be remembered as the ones that saved the planet and not the ones that did nothing. <laughs> so I really, think that music and all arts can be super powerful, not only because they can have an incredible reach, if, if you can get that reach, um, but also because they always speak in layers and they always speak to the subconscious too. So um, it's never, you know, it's, it's never simple. It's never one layer, especially with music, I feel uh, it really has the power to move, to move emotions. Um, and with my music in particular, I never wanted to make angry environmentalist music, even if, of course, some of my songs are a little bit more powerful. But I always wanted it to be um, a way to attract people in, into something that is more interesting and to a better way. I want my music and possibly like if all arts could unite to really lure people into the better ways because together we can and together we can change and and modifying our ways takes nothing from who we are it actually gives more and it enriches much more so that's my ultimate goal and for the second part of your question yeah absolutely we i feel we have to move and we have to move fast that's why i'm using all the everything i can and uh, i really really hope that humanity will manage to save what's savable because unfortunately a lot of things and a lot of biodiversity biodiversity we know will be lost i mean we can't be blind to the fact that a lot of things will be lost and will be difficult and if we don't really act very fast about climate change and and what we do to lots of species every day and deforestation things won't be looking good probably uh, but I also see that a lot of people are really changing fast. I mean, I see it here around me in California. A lot of people are, are really gaining conscience about so many things. So even if sometimes I get a little desperate and I feel we'll never make it and, and is it still possible or will we be remembered as the ones who ended with nature basically in in a hundred years or will we manage to to save most of it so that that's a big question but uh my music is definitely dedicated to it and i hope a lot of arts will talk about this too <laughs> yeah we hope so we can just hope the yeah. lot of arts can talk about it mm -hmm. uh, also like do you have what who do you look for your inspiration any role models or to to work may uh, it can be like any musical or any field like who do you look up to for sure. in your life regarding work or whatever aspect you feel like yeah absolutely well um music wise for sure 
all the Middle Eastern, ancient Arab music, uh, Arab oldies, Egyptian oldies. I love that. Um, I don't know how, but uh, I got so passionate about belly dancing and Middle Eastern music since probably the year 2000 or something. It's been 20 years. So I'm constantly listening to those. Like I love Farouz and Abdel Halima Fiz and the classics, Um Kalsum. And, um, and then strangely enough, but I also love uh, very dark alternative music uh, like Placebo or, or Muse or PJ Harvey, Radiohead. So I guess my music is a weird mixer of, of that kind of darkness and, and anger together with the mystery and the soothing touch of, of Middle Eastern music. Um, I love Natasha Atlas. She's definitely one of my favorite. And Sigur Ros. I love Sigur Ros. Um, Post-rock music is really one of my favorites. So I try to add some touches of that in my music too. And lately I discovered Almasrin. Uh, that is, is kind of 80s i think music i didn't know it. it it was in the closing credits of rami this wonderful tv show on hulu and i discovered that music too and from the environmental point of view i love jane goodall of course and leonardo dicaprio he's doing so many things he's acting more than politicians so i'm really grateful for what he's doing and in the vegan community, I love Earthling Ed. I don't know if you have watched some of his videos, but he's amazing. Like he has this fantastic Socratic way to question people and their habits and why we do what we do to animals. And it's, it's amazing. So these are some of the people that inspire me every day. Yeah, those are so many people you've mentioned mm -hmm. and some great people as well. Mm -hmm. uh, what kind of music do you listen other than yours? Do you have any like any preference or do you we won't listen? Yeah, absolutely. I usually listen to my songs only two or three times after they are produced and then that's it. <laughs> so I don't listen much to my music again. And lately, I'm listening a lot to Placebo. Again, they they were very my one of my favorite bands, like one of my very first alternative music loves when I was in my teens. And they just came out with a couple of new singles, so I'm listening to them. I love Grandson. He's very young. His music is very powerful very angry but sometimes i really need that kind of energy and as i was saying before definitely siguros and Fairuz a lot and sometimes classical especially if i'm in the house if i'm working i love bach or beethoven it depends on the mood but mostly middle eastern classics <laughs> that's great uh what do you do during your free time any hobbies other than music or is music your full-time hobby <laughs> well music is definitely occupying most of the time it's just that now i mean in this fine line because it's it's not my job yet because i'm still not seeing of course uh, a lot of income from it and 
So you could still say it's a hobby, but it's also not a hobby because I'm, I'm treating it as a full-time job. Um, so I could say that maybe my hobby is dancing more. Like if, if I'm not composing, I'm always dancing or stretching or dancing with colleagues. I, I, lately I've been dancing with a belly dance company here in Los Angeles. So that's, that's more something that I do aside. And I love traveling. I love being out in nature. I love volunteering with animals and sanctuaries. So definitely what I do to disconnect is being outdoors. And if it's with animals, even better. <laughs> yeah. So finally, before closing this, any upcoming projects we are working that you can talk about without, yeah. if there's any NDA, it is fine. You don't need to talk about it but which you can say. Absolutely, yeah. So I, I, I just released this album, Acrotopia, in October, which was a collection of all my singles released so far, plus two new songs, which were The Machine and The Beauty of All Things, which have been released right after. I mean, they were already released, but I released a video for them uh, right after. And so after this, I felt this was the first Inanna phase. Uh, I really needed it for myself to give a closure and a meaning to these first couple of years where I experimented with myself and I understood what kind of genre I was doing and, and what I wanted to talk about. So now I feel it's, it's a next step. It's probably... Acrotopia volume two or <laughs> or I don't know if it's gonna be called like that but um, I'm starting with new singles so I have several lined up and two are already ready to be released um, I am almost a hundred percent sure that the next one that I will release probably end of January if we'll manage um, it's called the Collapse of an Empire. And it's a song that I recorded, I think I wrote it more than a year ago, but I recorded it just some months ago. And, and it's a song about the complete collapse of exploitative capitalism, the capitalism that never thinks of the earth when plans for things. And it's a very, very strong song. So I'll definitely release it. I don't know yet if there will be a video or not. I really hope so. So there's that one. And the next one will be called Pandora, which is a very mysterious song also, taking these very powerful female goddesses images for, for something. And, um, and that one will probably be closer to February or March. So I'm still planning for that and see if we can do at least one more video for the beginning of the year. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I'm waiting for the song. Pandora sounds very interesting and mysterious as well. Yes, yes. I actually performed it because I had a small gig here in Los Angeles after two years. No, yeah, I didn't play anywhere in two years. So this was my very first gig for these breaking sound sessions here in LA. And apart from my other songs, I performed this unreleased Pandora. And it, it's, it's a very dark song, really, really dark. But I'm... 
I think for this second phase of Inanna, I will let my darkness creep in, creep in a little bit more because I think in the first part, I didn't want to um, scare people. <laughs> <laughs> but not not scared but i i feel like that the urgency of the change is getting so much uh you know it's so much bigger that it's inevitable for me to put a little bit more anxiety and darkness in in the music of course there will always be sweet moments like the beauty of all things or those songs that are calming and just attractive and but yeah i felt i should really make peace uh with that sense of of loss sometimes and the desperation that comes with this possible future that we really don't know how it's gonna be so i just wanted to allow myself to to feel that anxiety <laughs> yeah just before ending this uh you before starting the project inana project you were a singer what kind of if you sing what kind of songs did you sing i think i guess it was not the this theme right it would be some other theme yeah so i was in so many bands i mean i started singing when i was two months <laughs> i started immediately and then I think my very first serious band was a punk band <laughs> when I was about 17 I think we were three girls and I was playing guitar and and singing and uh and we were called Le Peluche and it was it was fun very fun um then after that I moved to Barcelona in Spain and I had another band uh more like alternative rock called a little boy lost and i was the main singer there uh and after that it it took me a while to start singing solo because at the beginning i i was feeling always insecure and i felt like no i'm i'm not good enough to write on my own i i don't think i can i can do it so i was always relying on someone else uh but around 2012 or 2011 uh i started to to write songs just for myself and i collaborated with another producer there in barcelona and and it was it was very interesting because i discovered myself my my potential as as a solo singer and and that music was more still alternative but a little bit more electronic experimental which was great um but it was only when i moved here and finding inana finding the inana in, in me uh that really brought me to do what i think i am because before it was always influenced by someone else because now i i produce the songs on my own and i compose them like i make them entirely on my own and then i send them to a producer just to fix uh but it's the first time that the whole composing process is mine so now i really feel that my music speaks from from me and and it was a great great feeling i hope to continue like this and um very happy with my productions so far uh joshua williams my producer is has been very good at trying to find this new genre that we were experimenting with 
together so um, it's been it's been a good challenge it's been a good journey i really hope we'll manage to continue the same way <laughs> yeah, yeah you will continue the same your songs have been great so you will be doing very well i think if you're doing in this format or genre thank you <laughs> thanks i'm so glad you like it <laughs> so inana thanks thank you thank you for doing this thanks for being part of this podcast oh, uh, thank you i have asked you on short notice you, you have gracefully accommodated to be the part of this of course of course thank you so so much it's been a real pleasure and i'm very happy to to see you to finally put a face on the name <laughs> yeah i'm excited for your upcoming music and and yeah that's it thanks thanks a lot thank you thank you so much we'll be in touch then thanks for everything and and let me know when this is live yeah sure sure perfect thank you so much sandeep have a great rest of the evening yeah yeah you too have a great rest of the evening sorry my camera just died oh so, no worries yeah yeah <laughs> No worries at all. Talk to you soon then. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, so talk much. to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks guys. Thanks for tuning in. Whether it is on YouTube or Spotify, keep supporting the podcast. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.